guys, Woo! welcome to episode 20 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five, cool. and my fellow host accidentally tried to make an omelet with Atla Palani stash. Oh, Big I like it. What's I up? Actually had, first off, hey, what up? Second <laughs> off, I actually had an omelet this very morning. So um, Third off, that third sounds off, delicious. It was really good. So you get your hash browns, mix them together with a little garlic powder, Ooh, yeah, then three, yeah. two eggs and one egg white, mix that together, splash the cheese, and then if you got it, you get that chunky black bean and corn salsa. Man, uh, so if you guys it's didn't monster. know, this is not Could a magic me an afternoon omelet. Yeah. I don't like getting up that early. No, I, I got it. I had a 930, I think. Yeah, so yeah, if you guys didn't early. know, this isn't a Magic the Gathering podcast. This is a how to make it's, an omelet. It's only podcast. eggs. We only talk about eggs. Egg <laughs> We're tribal, not going to crack an yeah. egg at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for tuning into our podcast, guys. And this was only able to happen by our fantastic producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, in a, albeit, freezing cold Kansas yes, City. Quite Man, risk. I wore a sweater and, sweater and my nips even got a little hard. Uh, I bet you're not this wearing, man is usually perspiring. I bet you're not wearing here. an undershirt. Correct. And you're also wearing shorts. So. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting well, the theme. What's going on, Squee? Oh, man. I In good brews and builds fashion, I repackaged about 15,000 bottles of beer today. Jesus Push. Christ. Uh, and you only got me 10, 10 bottles out of all that? I didn't get to keep 15,000 beers. Well. I had to sell them, you know? <laughs> No, he did the uh, Homer Simpson thing and just drank 15,000 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, uh, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm a little cool. sore, but I feel a little better in shape after this morning. So All right. I'm ready to do this Good. thing. Cool. Um, and of course, we always want to give a big shout out to the music provided in every single Bruce and Builds episode. R.I.P. Pink Royal. Yeah, it's a sad um, one. It's a sad also, one. Also, uh, stay tuned until the end, guys, to get details on how you can win a level one gaming sponsored Big Tuck God of Brews EDH Woo! deck. Yeah, it's exciting. We've been working on the, the build. The collective uh, has spoken. The collective have, has spoken. And they want And uh, it's funny enough because I even designed Who these don't? cards and I even forgot what how big tuck's actual ability worked because i was building the deck one way and i was putting in all these massive 13 drops and 11 yeah, drops yeah. thinking you cast them for free and it's like no you just spin mana of any color cutting those yeah, yeah. so sorry you, right all, all of you guys just lost a hundred dollars in value because i had like ember cool in there or yeah, yeah. Mog. uh it was all, filthy. The, all the heats all the heats so, uh, you know, Bruise and Builds is our deck deck series, guys. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck, myself, and our guests have on our Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Path to 32 decks, but hey, in a cool manner of brewing some brewskis. Uh, so we kind of broke it down into four categories. The first one's ramp, setting your board state. We kind of relate that to the grain build. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. Uh, there is no grain in this Vita Cocoa Sparkling Coconut Water I'm drinking right now, but there is a taste of grapefruit. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then the next one's going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We're calling that the hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choice is clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the next thing is, how do you actually get to go home? How do you end the game so you can go on with your life? That's called yeast. Yes, and yeast help the beer push it through from being flat sugar water into actual carbonated beer. They actually eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without the yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of ultimately winning the game. 
And that last ingredient that could or may not be in your deck, we're calling that shenanigans. These are pet cards, synergies in the decks that are just kind of fun, maybe have a sentimental value, maybe they have nothing to do with the idea of the deck at all. We're relating that to the spice package. Yes, yeah, so not every beer has them, but spices and additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to kind of wrap up the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tucks, myself, and our guests' recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation that actually has no budget. The only restriction is no mana-only lands. I think I got it. There we it. go, yeah. I, I, think, th I, think, I think that's, that's good. It. I think that's good. So without further ado, let's get brewing. We are continuing the guest <laughs> yeah. train. Three, uh, in just three in a three row. Three in a row. Uh, we were just slutting around the podcast to everyone. So this is a special <laughs> one, folks. These guys' podcast is actually what got me into a listening to podcasts and kind of started this whole creation thing. This is one half of the Commander Smiths. What's up, Lowry? Hi, hey, how's it going? I just kind of wish I had an omelet right now. Yeah, I, well, you know, we all do, right? Add, like, add on to that one. I would like one too. Are you, are you a breakfast at night person? I am I'm not, not. I'm not. Really? No, I don't like it. Breakfast Dude, at all a, time. A, a, a good like set of bacon and eggs and pancakes and right flapjacks. before you go to bed. Dude, here's the thing. It, it, I, when you become an adult, you can kind of start doing things how you want to do it. Right. I remember as a kid, I loved breakfast for dinner. So as an adult, I like I remember as soon as I moved out on my own, I would have breakfast for dinner like two to three times a week. See, like some but, biscuits and gravy, but dinner some scrambled is, eggs. Dinner food is so much better and complex than breakfast food. So like I'd rather not sacrifice a slot in my meal deck for a breakfast <laughs> when it could be a dinner card. So would you have that. would you have dinner for your breakfast? So I am Ooh, a big fan is, of I am a fan of steak and eggs. If we're going on I the think egg that qualifies train, as dinner for or breakfast. like if if you're really pushing it, like chicken and waffles, that's kind of a anytime. Yeah, that's just fried chicken yeah. that's syrup. That's good. Yes, so, <laughs> so um, you know, Lowry, we're doing your deck today. So if you yes. could tell us the name of your deck, who the commander is, and why does this deck exist? Because I'm not gonna lie, when I saw this as the buy a box promo. I initially yeah. said, who would ever make a deck like this? I was a little, like little, so, little now, now, we, now, now we need to hear it. So uh, this is going to be uh, Rien, Angel of Rebirth. Uh, and the reason why I built this was the same thing with you guys. Like I actually thought it was kind of fun. Sat down with a list, and then I was like, nah, this is going to be pretty crappy. Uh, and and just stopped it. I, I made Kikar or Kaikar for uh, my podcast. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then you guys kind of ripped into it about a month ago <laughs> and you were, and you were talking with, uh, with us and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick it to these guys <laughs> and build nice. it. And, uh, you know what? It, it turned out really, really fun. And really? I, I think nice. it's kind of competitive. Whoa. Okay. All right. Those are some strong yeah. words. Uh, okay. So... Maybe not competitive, but like, and, uh, people aren't going to ignore me. Sure. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I can dig it. So I would say, so my initial thoughts, cause we always kind of break down. How does the color pie look? CMC, CMC is pretty decent. You know, it's like a three, three, I believe. Um, and I think this is actually the first deck we've ever seen where it's a perfect color distribution yes. on land. <laughs> now to be fair, that is including all three Aber duels and fetches and hey. 
Yes. All the temples, don't, don't hate on including us. Temple don't Garden. Hate on us. So I'm just saying, it's not surprising to me that the Vanna Curve is as it is. And so, yeah, and that was actually what we talked about on our podcast uh, probably a couple of weeks ago from right now, but it was land base. And I prefer an even land distribution because I have fetches and that allows me to get whatever I need when I need it. And sure. so uh, it, it'll, I don't like to maybe get screwed a little bit. Um, yeah. So that's, well, that's especially, especially in a multicolor in a multicolor deck, you want to make sure that you have access to all the colors whenever you need them too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing I noticed in Big Tech, I don't know if you noticed this, this is the spiciest deck we've ever done. Is it? Okay. I know, I, know gonna, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of talking through there, but I didn't know if that if it actually broke the uh if it actually broke out the, no, the top it, of the list. It absolutely fits. Because none of this shattered. stuff really has to do with the deck at all. Uh, they're just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. I love some spice. And so. actually, a lot of them have their own uniqueness as well. Like that that synergize with the deck. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. and when we get to it, I can I can kind of explain that too. Awesome. Sure. So I guess before we start diving into it, is there any kind of overarching strategy that this deck is trying to do? Because, you know, like when we did Sheldon's deck a couple weeks ago, it was pretty simple. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. a whatever you do, I'm going to flip it back in your face. And when we did Sir Brian's deck last week, it definitely was I'm getting filthy dragons with Zirin and I'm going to smash face and combo with this one. I was looking at it and it's like I, I can't figure out what the strategy is other than maybe multicolored good stuff. And, and what it ends up being is it's um, the, the, the nice thing with Rien is that you there's like two strategies because of sacrificing multiple like multicolored creatures just there isn't enough good ones that kind of work or sack themselves. Sure. sure. And then you, there's the token strategy that goes wide. And so it's almost like a as you're drawing and going, you get to choose which way you want to go with oh, your deck. Okay. Do you yeah, want to yeah. go wide and there's enough to to be able to do that or do you want to go like value town along with the wraths mm-hmm, so okay. um and that's kind of it, it's like a two-pronged strategy so that you don't really get stuck in one way got mm. it okay, okay yeah you can kind of play to the board right yeah exactly okay. sounds very much like a choose your own adventure mm-hmm. book that i remember <laughs> Fondly from Scholastic Book Fairs. Do you remember that one that was like, it's like the invasion of the spider ants? It was no. horrifying. It was like in the swamps. It was like a Southern Gothic. I do remember one. I think Goosebumps had some choose your own adventure ones. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. terrified me as a child. Did, okay, so real quick before we get into this build, right. did any of you guys ever play the full motion video Goosebumps game on computer? No. no. Okay, so I remember distinctly A, because it was terrifying. And B, because... I strongly got aroused. Jeff fucking Goldblum what? plays a vampire in it. <laughs> and there's this very strange scene where he kind of seduces this, like, 13-year-old, and then you Ugh. pickpocket him. It's bizarre. It's a real weird one. And I was looking for my parents' house. Can't find it anywhere, so... I'm sure there's some Let's Play on it. That's this also is one, yeah. This also is an FMV, the podcast. So anyways, <laughs> just want to throw it out there. All right. Well, I think we should just dive into this. Let's start off with that rampant grain bill. Lowry, <clears throat> of course, we always start with our guests. Why don't you kick it off? What's your first one? All right. So my first grain is going to end up being Chandra Torch of Defiance. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> three-way, oh, three-way around. Dude, we're three-waying it. <laughs> oh, oh, this is great. We all well, like that one, huh? Yeah, I think this is the first. I, I picked it because this is the first and only time I think we're gonna talk about it because I don't have a copy of this. Oh, I have a few copies. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I wish I did. But it's a great um, card. What? But yeah, like, yeah, Lowry. Yeah, what, what is what is the card? So, uh, Chandra Torch of Defiance is 
Um, it's a planeswalker, and what it does is it ha it's plus one. Uh, you get to reveal a top card, and if you you can cast it, or if you don't, it deals two damage to everybody. Or you can plus one to add two red mana, uh, or you can minus two or three, and then it deals four damage to something on the board. And then you can minus seven or eight, I believe. Seven, yeah. And then uh, each time you play a spell or cast a spell, it deals four damage to any target. So it, five damage to any target. Five damage. Yeah. Yep. But the crazy thing is when I look at this card, so it's two colorless, double red, comes in at the four loyalty. It's a mythic. It's a mythic. It's a mythic. Uh, <laughs> I also want to see this thing's price swing because I'm sure it's been huge. 20 bucks. It's up to 20 Man. bucks because of Pioneer. Yeah. Fucking, oh, wow. Fucking Pioneer. I didn't even think of that. Ugh. But I really kind of look at this as like a Swiss Army Knife Planeswalker, mm -hmm. almost kind of like how Jace the Mind Sculptor is. It's just like Jace Mind Sculptor is so good because it has so many right. good relevant abilities. Mm -hmm. Just like Chandra, just Chandra is, you know, like sixty to eighty dollars cheaper than, than yeah, Jace. Oh, yes. I knew I should have picked some of these up because they got down to like ten and now they're skyrocketed back up. So Yeah. Um, I think any I think any of the planeswalkers that have four abilities on them are usually pretty good. Like Garuk, Apex Predator is really good, Nickel Bolus God Pharaoh is really good. But see the nice thing about her is she's only four CMC. Yeah, right. Opposed mm -hmm. to Nickel Bolus of God Pharaoh is what, seven? Yeah. Six I or think seven. Like something Same thing, like that. I think Garuk's um, six. Yeah, she's cheap enough. You can get her down early with a little bit of ramp. She ramps you, so she actually only costs yeah. Too colorless because she pays the red immediately yep. back. So good. The only thing I don't like about this compared to other Chandras is it's a cast. So if you exile a land, you mm. can't play it. Yeah. But I think, but, but that's you more, still deal the two damage then. Correct, correct. True. But in this deck, that's not, that's a non factor because sure. you don't, you have all, you have green ramp support. Mm -hmm. So it's not like playing this in a mono red where you might want to be, you might want to be using that ability to dig for a land. Yeah. Um, here, I think it's a, it's a, it's a wash on it. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that with this deck. See, I like that ability, but I also use it in my Nehab mm. deck, so that yeah. extra two damage is actually getting me six mana. Yeah, sure. I don't mm. care if it's a land. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, and, cool. and the reason why, like, this is, like, for all those reasons, but also this is one of those alternate win cards. Like, I'm hoping to kind of stall the board out and be able to ultimate her. Oh, and okay. just yeah. be able to play multicolor creature after multicolor creature and just burn the board out if I got to get through uh, a pillow fort deck or if there's um, somebody that I just can't attack through, this can just burn a player out. And it's yeah. it's very doable in this deck. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And her minus three, honestly, the four damage to target creature is pretty relevant because mm -hmm. a lot of relevant creatures are for toughness. Mm -hmm. So it's like worst case scenario, if you needed to play her down for four and minus three, it she still lives right. through that with the one loyalty. Yeah, looking so. at you, looking at you, commander block from a couple of years ago or all of them except for the <laughs> for the two guys are for oh, yeah. toughness. The, the ambiguous so, game yeah. duo. But yeah, so no, it's it's awesome. It's she's yeah. she's really good. <laughs> well, so so my first one is what we like to call budget bloom tender. We're talking Fabro Elder. This is my first, oh first one. Oh my god, that's awesome. It's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> so this is a we need to we need to like figure no, out what we've been doing. I love this. this. It's, been it's, it's like every episode. <laughs> so this is a colorless in Silencia. So that's green and white. It's a creature tree folk druid. Just came out in Throne of Eldraine. Yeah. This card and for a dollar fourteen, it's so good. It's, it's so a zero good. zero. Has vigilance, but here's what makes it cool, guys. It gets plus one, plus one for each color among permanents you control. So it automatically is a 2-2 two, two by itself. But then the more relevant thing, mm -hmm. and why we talk about it being budget bloom tender, tap it for each color among permanents you control, add one mana of that color. So automatically it's going to tap for two, two, a green and a white. 
And in this deck, yes, you're only going to get that additional red. But if any of you guys play four and five color yeah. decks and you could run green and white, this should probably it's be bonkers, in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Because Bloom, Bloom Tender's what? Thirty to a fifty lot. dollars, forty yeah. or fifty, quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's up there, and this is a buck fourteen. So did you? So when this came out, did you? Was this something where you you like specifically saw it? You did you seek this card out for this deck for that specific reason, or was it one of those things where like you cracked it in a pack, or you know no, saw this someone is, play? <laughs> this is uh, something that I've relatively specked on. I have like twelve of them sitting, and so <laughs> because I think the card is amazing, and I yeah. sit down and anything like any green white X, it's going in that deck. And yep, yeah, yeah. if I, I still got to play around with like it being in just a green white deck, but it's probably just mm -hmm. good in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually one thing me, me and Big Tuck have kind of talked about. Sometimes when you have the the green and just one other color, it's kind of hard to justify putting in like a mana rock or sometimes sure. mana doors because green has so much ramp, ramp, you know, through the cultivates of the world and Kadama's reaches of the world. Uh, but I think is like with this deck, as soon as you splash in that red, yeah, it's, auto it's so good. It's and, good. Yep. And, and it's, it's a multicolor creature. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it does exactly <laughs> what you want it to. Two, two blocks. It's got vigilance, so you can even swing in. Yep. So it's actually good because like if you get like a, an overwhelming stampede effect, something like that, this is a relevant uh, attacker. Still got vigilance, all that jazz. So yeah, I think yeah. it just does. It's a total workhorse in this deck and probably in quite a few. Yeah, yes. totally agree. Well, me and Big Tucker yeah, are done talking right, about done. this. Uh, Lowry, what's your last one? <laughs> Actually, it's going to be Thornscape Familiar. Okay. Oh, sure. So that's going to be, it's a, a green colorless 2-1, red and white, or red spells and white spells you play cost one less to play. And oftentimes, yeah. like early game, it comes down and it allows you to play Rihanna at like turn four pretty easy, you know, if it's sure. not turn three. But also, it's in your late game when you're juggling your multicolored spells. Mm, okay. This turns into three, four, five mana. And that's really, right. really easy. So the funny thing is I was actually going to choose this one to talk about, but I was like, no, because Big Tuck's probably going to pick this one. So I'm going <laughs> to go do, I do, Elder. I do, like, I do like my familiars. I think I run a lot. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, 17 cents, this thing's extremely yeah. budget for what it does. Right. It is, weird. It does, it is weird, though, because, uh, again, it's like this is still susceptible to board wipes. Right, so yeah. it's still like it still runs the same risk as a creature, but again, when you're running so many multi multicolored cards, getting two off of however many Something, in your deck yeah. is so great, and especially for your commander. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think this I think this deck, this does a lot a lot of work in this deck. Cool. Well, that's gonna wrap up the grain bill, guys. Now we're gonna head on over to that board state in the hot profile. I'm gonna start this one off with my favorite aura in all of Magic. Yeah, Shield uh, of the Oversoul. I was going to say Overwhelming Splendor? No, Shield of the Oversoul. This okay. is uh, two colorless and Silencia, so hybrid, so Ooh. that'd be green or white. Enchant creature, uh, and it says, as long as the enchanted creature is green, it gets plus one, plus one, and is indestructible. Pretty oh. nice. As long as the enchanted creature is white, it gets plus one, plus one, and has flying. Also pretty Holy good. Shit. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, how, how about that uh, Faye Burrow Elder? Uh, tap it for two, and then you throw yeah. that on there, and now it's a four-four <laughs> four flying, fly. indestructible mana dork with vigilance. Do you have this in Reese, sweet? <laughs> you should. It's, it and it's only like it's a buck sixty-four. Yeah. I I really enjoy yeah. this card. It it's so good utility-wise. Um, because I mean, shit. Given that creature indestructible and flying and plus two plus two. Right. Real good. All the ones that do that, there's like a whole block. Of, all, there's a set of these from this block, and most of them are pretty good. 
this one's excellent, and then the blue white one's excellent because it gives plus oh, one plus yeah. one uh, uh, unblockable, and then plus one plus one lifelink. So, yeah, I yeah. remember that one because it does uh, work. A, a guy in our play group, he, he doesn't live here anymore. He used to run that in his Brago deck. Mikhail. <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah, and right. with Shield of Oversoul, normally I'm aiming to put that on Rien to mm -hmm. like for the protection part, but sure, also that right. puts her to the seven power part. That oh, is the sure. sweet spot for oh, you know, seven, really fourteen, twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It stacks up quick. Yeah, that really does. It's All right, your, your backup, your back on your backup Voltron Commander plan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. A, like that. That a, oh, can kind of if you uh, focus on one person. Right. Well, and then that's kind of nice because, like you talked about, I mean, you have a board wipe package in here because you get your multicolored creatures back. So you have that on her. You could board wipe all day long and you're going to get all of your stuff back, but she's never going to leave. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, that's great synergy. Um, well, Big Tuck, what's your first hops card? So I chose this one because A, it's adorable. And B, uh, <laughs> I love I love the artwork of it. So Goblin Legionnaire. Yeah. It's red and a white for a 2-2 goblin soldier, <laughs> but the art is hysterical because there's like all these like rugged, like Scandinavian looking people. And then in the middle, there's a there's like a goblin with a huge sword. So <laughs> the, the art really jumped out at me. Um, so it's got two activated abilities. Uh, red sack it uh, deals two damage to target creature or player. White sack it prevent the next two damage that would be dealt to target creature or player this turn. So it's effectively a three mana shock that you can do at instant speed if you have like your Vilduck and Ori out or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and also two damage is is preventing two damage is okay if it's only like a one time. I don't think it's that great, but it could come in a pinch to save out like one of your best creatures if they run something like, I don't know. Uh, so it could be a thing where it's like they run a toxic deluge. They're not paying attention. And then, or I guess it would be that like wouldn't a, prevent the damage. Yeah, yeah the right, right. It'd work. be like um, a star storm or something like that, where it's dealing X damage, and they're like, ah, this one will still live because I can stack this guy in <laughs> yeah. response to it. So mostly, I just chose it because I've never seen this before. I'm guessing we won't have another deck where we talk nope. about it. And the artwork I thought was amazing. So, but Lowry, before you give us your thoughts on it, uh, the thing I love about the artwork, I think Big Tuck played this game back in the day, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so that goblin totally reminds me of, like, the Dark Elves. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, even this artwork's so old, and back then it was an Xbox. So so the graphics card yeah, wasn't right. very good, and it almost seems like it just got pulled from that. And then even the Scandinavian guys kind right. of look like... Uh, I forget what race or it's class. It's like Nord or something yeah, like that, Nord. right? They yeah. look just like the Nords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah uh, I just thought it was I thought it was a fun card. Um have you had do you have any like crazy blowout stories with it or something where this like really came in in a pinch? Uh you know what? No, but it, Okay, fair <laughs> enough. What, well, what it no, does is like good, it really just con it controls the early game and it's uh -huh. like it it's easy to play early game but also like it can pick off squeeze reese really easy oh. and stop them um, <laughs> we got we, we got a, we got a listener we got you're, a listener but anyways you're able to like pick off people's uh you know early game creatures like you don't mm -hmm. want them to be able to chump your creatures later so you get rid of their wood elves and you're just getting it back when you have uh rianne in play and so it just it's one of those cards which is it sacrifices to itself and then it just kind of cycles and juggles itself and you're always gaining va value because you can always just right. ping somebody for two and just slowly bring somebody down. You can pick off someone's favor elder before it gets that third color out. <laughs> you gotta get there. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. So yeah, I just, that's all I gotta say about the Legionnaire, but I, I like it. Cool. Uh, well, Lowry, what's your first hops? Uh, I'm gonna go with Dense Foliage. Uh, See, okay. Which is 
it's an enchantment, green, two colorless, and what it does is uh, no creatures can be targeted by spells. Yeah, I saw this, and this is an interesting one because they do make we we kind of talked about this where this is the the pseudo Gaia's uh, Herald Anthem effect, right? Where it, it blocks all creatures. Um, but there's also cards that maybe only protect you. How did you choose to slot this one in? So this one is there because it kind of I I, I don't have a lot of spells that target creatures. Oh, so I have like yeah. I got about four. So, you know, Shield of the Oversoul, um, Chaos Warp, and maybe two others in there. Other right. and otherwise it's just not going to affect me. And so that stops people from swords to plowsharing, my my commander. Um, and a lot of that spot removal just kind of dies in hand because they can't target. Right. And, and so just getting that, gaining that advantage of not having dead cards in hand and they do also, it gets in under Rian. So it, uh, protects my commander. Um, oftentimes what I want to do is I want my protection to be cheaper than my commander so that mm. oh, it's already sure, yeah. protecting before I get the bigger commanders out. No, dig it. No, yeah. that totally makes sense. Yeah, I like uh, it. And again, it, like you said, it doesn't the the fact it's a global enchantment, if you will, mm -hmm. is completely irrelevant, right? <laughs> yeah. So basically, what I'm hearing is that if I ever play you and you're going to play Rien, I should not play Feather. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm hearing yeah. right now. Because this totally, card totally it shuts feather down Feather. Just, yeah. It basically turns Feather into another crappy Boros deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. They usually so, go hand in hand. My last hop one is an adorable card. <gasps> Not adorable looking. Oh. The effect is hilarious. Uh, we're talking Nova Blast Worm. Yeah! Yeah! Get it! Yes! So I will get excited color. as well. Oh, man. Is this dude. yours? Yes. We just oh! Three. Oh, <laughs> man! Yes! Double threes! So, I, I have first... Mr. Combo, why don't you read her off? All right. So, this is a fat boy. He's large. Seven, seven. Uh, but it's not Fat Boy Slim. It's a uh, three colorless, double green, double white creature worm. Whenever Nova Blast Worm attacks, destroy all other creatures. Yeah, that's so funny. So I, why is this in Silencia? Are you, are you ready? It doesn't for, make sense for these colors. Are you ready for a bit? Well, give me your bit. Do you know how I knew it wasn't a Fat Boy Slim card? Why? Because I don't see Christopher Walken dancing in it. Ooh, weapon of choice. Nice. Also, I got another nice. bit for you. Nice. Okay, so I was thinking potentially putting this out there. Silencia Worm Tribal? I'm just saying. I was like, this seems like it has a little bit of a little bit of wiggle room in it. Uh, Ravager Worms in here. Just saying. There's a couple more. Little wiggle room. All right, so maybe. I just want I just want to put that out there. But yes, this card this card is great. Yeah. So have you been able to pull off that kind of loop? You know, giving Rian some sort of indestructible effect. Swing a Nova Blast Worm, board wipe everything, get all your stuff back, and just keep doing it over and over and over again. For sure. And like, and that's why yes. <laughs> yes. ETB creatures are super important for this deck, because it allows you to just gain that value of gaining life or being able to deal damage, and then you just kill them all again, and they just come back to your hand, and you just <laughs> keep your value, and other people just, they have to be able to get rid of it. And if you have like Dense Foliage out or some other type of protection, they have to wrap the board just to get rid of your Nova Blast Worm. And right. if Rianne's in play, yeah. it just comes back into your hand. Yeah, that's that's real good. Yeah, so, I think it's great. So kind of seeing this theme of you want to send these multicolored things to the graveyard, bring them back with Rianne, um, a lot of the good multicolors are pretty pricey. So would you say this is a very mana-heavy deck to where you regularly need to, I mean, for it to really function, you need to have 8, 9, 10, 11 different ways to produce mana? 
Um, you know what? And it it happens pretty quick. You get Faye Bur- Burrow Elder or the, the yeah, familiar. Sure. Like, and you're you want to make sure I run thirty eight lands almost always, and I have just about enough ramp in there with my planeswalkers, and sure. it it seems to never be a problem. I'm cycling three creatures pretty easy and consistently. Well, and I'm even looking at your I'm looking at your CMC because we didn't go over it with the with the deck that's this stacked with fatties. It's only a three three nine, yeah. which is pretty incredible for these colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's no Nova Blast Worm is probably the best card in this deck for sure because it just wrecks boards, and if nobody yeah. has an answer, you just win the game. Yeah, pretty yeah. much because you're yeah. like, all right, I guess no one's ha- no one's gonna play the game anymore. <laughs> yep, cool. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up the Board Satan Hot Profile, guys. Now we're going to see how we're actually going to win the game in the yeast section. Big Tuck, do the honors. Okay, um, so this is an oldie but a goodie, and I don't think we've talked about this ever. And I think there's only been one deck that I've wanted it in. It is an enchantment. I don't have any decks within in it, but I don't like the new art as much as the old one. We're talking sneak attack. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that for nothing. Uh, so, yeah, sneak attack. Uh, if you've been playing the game for a while, you know how good this card is. So three colors and a red. Uh, red, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. That creature gains haste. Sack the creature at the beginning of the next end step. What more do you want? $23. Yeah, I know, right? Holy it's it's insane. And it's never, gone, it's never gone below that. And I think this is actually banned in modern, right? Or no, it's outside of modern. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's legacy vintage. It's banned in something though. I can't remember what it is. You said vintage. No, I just said it's in legacy. It's in vintage. legacy vintage. I because like there's a reason why there's like um that stupid Goro's something that does this, but worse. I don't know. Anyway, Goro's this card. Yeah, that one. That's why I think that's why that's being played instead of this. Yeah, because it's not legal in. Well, I guess it is legal. I don't know. Yeah, what I'm I think about. it's legal in everything. <laughs> I'm way I'm way outside of my scope. I'm way outside of my scope of knowledge. But again, like in this deck, there is those things that have those enter the battlefield effects. So being able to get a free sack just to bring them back to your hand immediately and you can even with this you can even play defensively with it i was just mm-hmm. about to say that since right. it doesn't say it has to be done you, during your, your turn, turn yeah as long as you got that red mana just do that whenever you need to right yeah so good bring down something blow up an artifact bring down something for a blocker yeah whatever you need with it yeah uh, and it, no the, the card is crazy you guys are doing it justice for sure it's it's i i did i say no nova blast worm was the best card in the deck yeah, yeah, because uh, I think sneak attack is now that it's, you bring I, it up. I think it does so much for this deck and Mr. Combo. I think there's been builds of this where you put this, you slap this into Marchesa. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't so, you have this in Marchesa? No, because really? I don't, I don't have I don't have a copy of it. Oh, I used I to have like four. Did. No, I don't have one. So, oh. anyways, I I like I said, I don't. Do you have this in any of your decks that you can come up? So no, I know I don't. I just figured that this would be the time to talk about it. It just is a complete. Awesome card in this one. So sneak attack, yeah. get it if you can. Cool. And how I how I look at the card in this deck is it gives my creatures flash for one yep. red, so right. it's a mana reduction, and I still get it back into my hand. And it just that value, like you're right. saying, with destroy an artifact or an enchantment or fight a creature, and it just it, it gains so much value. You, you're right; it is ridiculous. And especially deck. if you have this, with, if you have this with Nova Blast Worm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you just can do that every turn, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
So funny thing, I'm kind of curious. Well, of course, we always has this court ever backfired yeah, right. on you? <laughs> has anyone ever baited you when you've had this out? You have Rien, and they know that you have that in your red mana, and so they bait you into throwing out a bunch of stuff, and then they're somehow able to get rid of Rien. So then all of your stuff just goes to the graveyard, and you don't get it back. Uh no, nobody's done that to me yet. I don't have. I'll admit, I don't have a ton of games in with it, but oh, sure. it just. Uh, yeah, nobody's really baited me into it, but you also like part of Rianne is like in playing it, you still you don't still want to know not to overextend. Yeah, and so right, you still sure. need to play your cards right, and that's why there is a lot of protection in this because Rianne is so important for what's yeah, going on right, in, the, yeah. in this deck. It's definitely it's definitely a top down deck where if you the commander enables everything to run much 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 smoother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say when you kind of talk about, you know, kind of pacing yourself and, you know, pl- playing that tempo, I think that's actually something that's a lot of EDH players really struggle with because you have piles of mana and it's something to where you just want to kind of get not, as much and, out as you can. And not all of us just want to sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that that's good that you have the discipline to know that this deck, if you do just blow your wad, someone could just easily blow you out and you're just screwed. Uh, yeah, because I do think this is a deck that even if you can play everything in your hand, yeah, you probably don't, you don't want, want to. to yeah, no, so. and that and that's where like it is important also with having cards in your hand and leaving information so that other people don't know what else you could do. So right. if you're able to cycle card the same card and gain value, that's kind of what you do a yep. little bit. It doesn't have to be the best card; it's just what you're getting the best value out of for what the situation is. Yeah, no, totally fair. Well, Lowry, what's your first yeast card, bud? Uh, that's going to end up being uh, Assemble the Legion. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yes, right, interesting. I love this card. This card, yeah, it's... I've been fitting it into a bunch of my decks lately, and for here, um, if somebody... If there is an enchantment removal, this game, or this card's going to win the game for me, and because yeah. Rian gives plus one, plus zero oh to multicolored creatures. These yeah. are red-white, haste, one-ones, they're two-ones, They'll just end the game so fast. Yeah, that stacks up so fast. Yep. And it's one of those things that it just builds up so quickly because usually when it's, you know, first muster counter, second, third, fourth, maybe even fifth, there's probably something else enchantment-wise right. that people would rather deal with, like a Necropotence, a Zendikar's right. Resurgent, yep. Marari's Wake. Uh, this really isn't high on the scale. But then by the time it does get high on the scale, you have so many of these soldiers to where it's like, well, I don't want to blow my man on just getting rid of the enchantment. I need to use it on a board wipe. I need right. to dig mm-hmm. to figure out how I'm going to deal with these like 15 2-1 uh, soldiers. Um, the the guy in our playgroup that we had mentioned that had moved to California, he actually ran this in a Zedru deck. Right. And he would actually give them away because um, he was like, oh, I'll give you a 1-1 one, one, and I'll draw a card and right. do this stuff with it. So That's a good but then idea. If it, yeah, but then if it was in-game where it had 10 or 15 muster counters on it, then he's like, because he would also have the double upkeep triggers, he'd right. be like, well, I'll just keep them and then smash you for 15. And just uh, so yeah, winning. this card does work. Yeah. Uh, and then, so one, I do have a funny story about this. My friend in Fort Collins had a cube. And it was like super good, right? So it was all assemble the legions. Well, yeah, it was it was four hundred <laughs> assemble the legions. But what was funny was so this was in my opening pack, and I was like, uh, went around the table. I was like, okay, I'm clearly missing something. Went around the table again, and I picked it, and it won me like three games that night. So it's yeah. like as soon as I got down, everyone's like, oh, well, I can't do anything, so I'm just gonna <laughs> keep taking dome to the face from these uh, little guys over and over and over again. 
and, and just slotted this into Queen Marchesa for just for you, Mr. Combo. Yes. It's a good one. It's a good and one. And really, like, it, it can turn into ch chump blockers for days if you need it to sure. be. It, it's kind of everything that you almost need it to be. So it's it's a perfect win con. Love it. Cool. Well, that was going to be my first use card. So I guess my last one, this guy may appear on a reality show about singing. It's Voice of Resurgence. Oh, Love nice. This. I like it. Thank you. I like, thank you. I like, I was digging. Like, digging well, for it. The way that you looked when I made my first one, I was like, oh, he might have my well, second you, one. Cause I was, and I was like, where's he gonna, how is he gonna tie this one in? So yeah, that's <laughs> great. So Voice of Resurgence, Silencia, that's a green and a white. It's a creature elemental to two, two. What I really like about it is this massive paragraph of text. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turn, or when this creature dies, create a green and white elemental creature token with this creature's power and toughness or each equal to the number of creatures you control. Well, EDH has evolved so much, I would say, in the last four years to where it's no longer doing everything. Your first main phase, go to combat, and then you go to end step. A lot of stuff's happening. Second main phase. Even more mm -hmm. importantly, more things are happening on your opponent's turns mm -hmm. um, or they're doing things on your turn at instant speed, whether it's an Ori, whether you have that land that gives everything right. flash, a lot of different ways to do it. So I can see this card almost kind of doing a Grand Abolisher-esque mm -hmm. effect to where they don't want to, like Grand Abolisher, they can't do anything on your turn. Yeah. This one's going to be like, do I really, really want to give yeah. it to mm -hmm. them? Plus, with it only being two mana, if they use a removal spell on it, which I don't know why they would, you're going to get one anyways, and then you're going to get it back to They're your hand, hand and just right. play it for two mana. Like, it would be a different story if this cost five plus. Sure. I would probably say, you know what, that's teetering and probably not being a good card. But the fact that it's only two mana, I, I think it makes so much sense in this deck. And it, it really it really does, because those tokens can get huge. And with some of the sacrifice outlets that allow you to just cycle a two mana 2-2 two -two that get, can potentially get you, you know, if Assemble the Legion's in play, you're oh, going oh, tall yeah. and wide at the same time. Yep. And so, it, it's it's kind of like one of those, like I was saying, you're kind of choosing the way that your deck can go, and this is sure. a perfect example of, like, you can go wide with those tokens after a couple of turns, even. And so, right. they, and with them being multicolored, totally on theme, for the plus one, plus O ability, uh, it, it's a perfect fit in this deck. Yeah, and again, just like just like uh, like half the other cards we've talked about so far, Pioneer ruined this, and it's back up to fifteen bucks. It yes. was at eight, so right after a, a reprint for Modern Masters twenty seventeen. So cool, screw well, that one up, <clears throat> uh, Big Tech. What's your last yeast card? So I don't think we've talked about this one yet. Um, and if we have, it would have been only in one deck. So this is uh, one of my personal favorites, and. Something that really makes you think and makes you pull up tapped out. We're talking about Birthing Pod. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Three colorless and a Phyrexian green, so you can pay green or two life for an artifact. Uh, colorless, Phyrexian green, tap, sack a creature. Your search library for a creature <laughs> card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Put that card in the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only time you can cast a sorcery. You really have to know your I, deck. Dude, with this I gotta start wearing my glasses, man. This is starting to get bad. <laughs> um, okay, so I was gonna ask. I've I have played this card before, and I'm like, okay, I think I have this in here. And then like, I don't want to pull up tapped out because you're gonna, you're just gonna completely slow down the game. So have, do you do you have like a list? Like uh, friend of the friend of the show, Tice. 
I'm having a little sip. Uh, he had no. he has like he has like a pod list for the deck that he runs this in that just has each creature and which and each CMC and he has just oh, folded boy. up in the deck box. So uh, have you ever had to resort to something that extreme before? No, no. I, I know mostly what's going on in my deck, and so I don't have sure. to pull up any lists or anything. <laughs> See, it's, he's, uh, a, he's uh, a pro. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about that either. Because I'm a pro, I, baby. Again, most things, uh, everything on the curve that I have is, is going to be able to get me some sort of value. So, like, either, right. like, if I'm sacrificing the uh voice of resurgence i can go and get uh a three mana that can deal with an artifact or an enchantment if i'm right. at that three i can sacrifice to get uh normally i go and get like hunt master of the fells and then mm. get go into the new Tollsmere and then sure. start juggling the the wolf fighting back and forth and life right. gain. oh that's kind of cool and so that it it just allows you to kind of chain into things that you already know that you want to do right uh, sometimes you're like, I don't have any protection on board. I need to go get a Dauntless Escort. And then you just right. can kind of go and do that. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think I haven't looked at it, but it looks like I'm guessing the CMCs. And actually, I can see it right here. It looks like there's a lot of options and a lot of different slots for the CMC. Um, mm -hmm. So you're, you're probably always going to have something that's going to generate a lot of value off you off the sacrifice as well. Exactly. And you get yeah. the card back anyway, so there you go. <laughs> and I, that, think we, I think we should all agree that Birthing Pod should really just read three colorless pay two life. I've never seen anyone pay green for it. No, and yeah. it should also be colorless pay, pay two, two life. life. Tap it, because no one's ever paid green for that either. <laughs> well, Lowry, what's your last one? Um, This could have been a spice too, but it's going to be Titanic Ultimatum. Okay, interesting. So this card, uh, so it's two red, three green, two white, uh, until it's yeah. a sorcery, until end of turn, creatures you control get plus five, plus five, gain first strike, lifelink, and trample. Seems pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a big big hitter. Um, and so like give, I'll give you an example of the last game that I played with it. Um, I only had I had five creatures on board. They are all two twos, and then I, I, one of them was the commander. Um, turns Rien into a five or a ten nine. Flying trample first strike lifelink. <laughs> somebody <laughs> killed that. Like you could yeah, do some damage. Quite a bit. You know, somebody killed that, and I still gained twenty five life. Yeah, like, <laughs> and and it was late game. It's perfect late game. Everybody at that game or in that game was five person. Uh, we we were all below ten, and I shot up to wow. Like I think I was at like two or three because people were like, "We got to kill this guy." <laughs> yeah, before before he can get his next horrible demon out or whatever. <laughs> And, and so I was just like, just no board wipe, no board wipe, and then I got <laughs> no it way through, me, no way killed me, no one way player, <laughs> and I I would have killed two, and the the card is absolutely a, a swing right yeah. there. So I know this is actually a card we talk about a lot on our podcast. It's not in the deck. I don't think anyone has it for their ads. I mean, maybe Big Tuck does. Why don't you have a triumph for the hordes in here? Oh, it seems point. like it great would question. totally <laughs> make sense and work. Um, okay, so you're not, I have you're not a, a degenerate like I us. I have a personal hate against poison. <laughs> fair. Thumbs That's up. Fair. I, I can't do it. So I, I agree. I, I totally agree. But I hate poison. I can't. And, um, and I have come around to it. Um, yeah. We, me, uh, on my podcast, we did uh, a segment on it maybe a year and a half ago. And in that one, we, we kind of said, like, me and uh, my cousin Adam, the co-host, 
we had a four and a half hour argument on why <laughs> Poison wow. should be moved up or down or the same or whatever. And uh, I have I have at least calmed down to a half hour argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some, you know, it's it's pretty funny because on our last, so it'll be by the time this airs, it'll be like four new segments ago or three, whichever one we had Sheldon on. Yeah, we talked about, about poison it. and EDH and he's like, nope, us and the rules committee feel like it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's totally not really going to do anything. But it's just like go wide and poison, you just win. Right. And yeah. also for the for those playing the local home game, I am finally out. I got one left from my and stack you of copies. I think I had eight or nine, maybe ten. Jesus. I had a stack of them. And I was giving I was giving them out like candy. And then I came out to it. I was like, ah, oh, I can't give this one away. I'm gonna need it for one of my decks I have to build here in, in the future. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah, you gotta hang on to one at least. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up. How do you actually win a game and yeast? Uh, now we're going to head over to my favorite section, the spice. Uh, Lowry, why don't you give us what's your first spice card? Uh, that's going to end up being Boros Reckoner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This card's great. This card's real good. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, Boros, Boros, Boros hybrids. Uh, it's a 3 3, and any damage dealt to it is redirected to any target on the battlefield. Um, this card. I kind of like, I was like, well, it's multicolored, so it gets that bump, yep. it, it'll come back, and there are a a couple of damage wraths, sure. and so yep. that allows you to Blasphemous Act, deal 13 damage to an opponent, it goes back into your hand, replay it. Uh, it, it just kind of like has a ton of value, and it just works in the deck really, really well. Yeah, I think you're really going to like my under $5 ad because it totally feeds into Wait, that spice themed. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's not under I know it's not under five. Oh, no, this one's under this is like 10 cents Did or you, 70 cents. Are we going to have to talk about repercussion for like the fourth week in a no, row? No. Okay, good. I didn't put that in. <laughs> like, I'm sick of that card. Uh, no, but I, I like it because you, you have a few different effects of this card and it's nice because it's pure spice literally yeah. doesn't fit your go wide or command damage or big fatty control stuff. Um, it's just fun, but it works because mm -hmm. they are multicolored. So they do come back with Rian and a lot of your board wipes are like a star storm, sure. a blasphemous axe. So Chain it, it like action, fits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it fits, but it's not really what the deck's trying to achieve. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I, I yeah. really enjoy that. Cool, Mr. Combo. Can I guess? Yeah, I think we might be. Mine. I think we might be on the same thing. So, is it? Was he used to be a really bad card, and now he's a really good no, one? Okay, no. damn it! I, I thought know. I had you. I'm talking Meglanoth. <laughs> oh yeah, this is three color. <laughs> yeah, this is three colorless Naya that is red, green, and white creature B six six Vigilance Trample. Whenever Peter, it blocks beats. a creature, it deals damage to that creature's controller equal to Meglanoth's power. That's really, yeah, really that's good. Awesome. It's like, yeah. usually it's a, okay, you know, I'm playing a token, go wide deck. Oh, yeah, he'll eat two of my creatures, but I'll get four through. No big right. deal. Well, now it's a, well, I get four through, but I'm also going to take, take six to the face. Right. <laughs> no, sitting tight. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I would, I, I actually tried to find an equipment that would do this. Um, I didn't search enchantment. I should have searched that. But I was actually looking for cards that would give it the ability to block as many creatures as it wanted to. So oh, then that sure. way, it oh, would just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. do another Boar's Reckoner type effect. There isn't one, unfortunately. I know there's like, there's no, like there creature. is one. There is one. 
Oh, what? Uh, it is, it's from, I don't know the name of it, damn it. It's from Prophecy, it's two white, two colorless. Uh, aura allows you to block as many creatures as you so want. Oh, I got another one. Uh, I got, I got, you are correct. I, I got another one. Brave the Sands lets you block another I remember one. that. I used Brave to use that card. Another one. I love that card. Yeah, Brave the Sands is great. Well, that white one I definitely think should be in here because that totally yes. fits. But uh, I'm also not talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, Big Tuck. What's your spice card? We already talked about it earlier, and I have a special place in this for this in my in my heart because this card used to wreck me when I played in China, like most <laughs> things. Uh, we're talking Huntmaster of the Fells. This card is sweet. Um, love yeah. the design of it. So um, it's one of the five good werewolves out there. <laughs> <laughs> there's five. Yeah, maybe That's true. is that a stretch? I don't know maybe. If five. Uh, this is definitely the best one though. Two colorless, uh, red green for a two two. When this creature enters a battlefield or transforms into Huntmaster of the Fells, put a 2-2 green wolf creature token onto the battlefield, gain two life. At the beginning of each cup upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform him. He transforms into Ravagers of the Fells, which is a 4-4 trample werewolf. When this transforms into Ravagers of the Fells, it deals two damage to target opponent, two damage up to one target creature that player controls. At the beginning of each upkeep, if a player, can, can, if a player casts two or more spells last turn, transform him back in. It's by far the best. I, I think That's it's the great. best werewolf just because usually it's such a negative if they have right. to go back to their human form. But it's like, oh, I'll yeah, just you're... get another 2-2 two, two and gain 2 right. life. And again, it's, like, it comes right back to your hand, it. too. Um, so, and it's also still 8 bucks, which is kind of crazy. I also was wondering, so we talked about switching over this to a worm tribal. You can also do <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of wolf subtribal. Let's call I'm it Team Wolf. Nine, just a little nine bit. Wolf, just a little, a little bit. Team Wolf. He's not twenty-one so. yet. Can't drink. He's just the you young got the Tollsmere. You could have had. You could put it in the other Tollsmere. Oh, uh, the Tollsmere is so good. The Huntmaster of the Falls. I'm just saying. So if you wanted to build this in a in a different way, you could do. A little so bit. if you want to make it jankier if than you want, initially oh, you yeah, started, yeah, right, right. we're giving you more ideas. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of a wolf subtribal. But yeah, Huntmaster of the Fells is awesome. Um, artwork's on it's great. This yep. card's just this card's just awesome. So I, I've always been a huge fan of it, and it's awesome to see it out in the wild where werewolves yeah. like oh! to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, that's that's I had to bring it up because I saw it out there. So the the sad thing is I've only had it flip actually like one time. Yeah. I targeted a creature. Uh, my my cousin Adam was uh, playing my adventure deck that I built, and he he just did like, well, Screw it. I'm going to give my creature plus two, plus two, so it doesn't die. I'll take the two. I was like, wow, that didn't do much. And then it flipped right <laughs> back. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap yep. up the, the deck list and spice. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping, guys. And just to recap, these are going to be Big Tucks, Lowry's, and myself's recommendations that are under $5, under $50. Any personal recommendation, the only restriction is no mana, only lands. Uh, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to recommend to cut Goblin Legionnaire uh, for a card that, I don't know, I mean, Lowry seems like he knows his stuff, but I don't think Big Tuck has heard of this card. We're talking mm. Nemesis Mask. What? Yeah. Uh, so Nemesis Mask is 53 cents. It costs <laughs> three, three colorless yeah. artifact equipment. Equip three. All creatures able to block equipped creature do, do so. So you throw that on oh, your uh, Boros Reckoner. Sure. You swing in. They have to block with maybe their oh, five to ten one, creatures. Yeah. I like that. And they get dealt all that damage, and then your Boros Reckoner dies, but then it comes back to your hand, and then you recast it. And the artwork is totally metal, man. Totally metal. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I think I think that would make more sense. You know, look, the the Goblin Legionnaire is cute, sure, but I think this feeds into a lot more of your stuff. Plus, outside mm-hmm. of just that weird janky nonbo I made up. Uh, if you need to just get in to kill someone, you could throw it on something you're willing to die, right. something low For mana, sure. even a Safi, you could throw it on her, swing into where they all have to come into that, right. and then your your bigger dudes can get through. So, yeah, I like, I like that pick. I, I I like it. I wrote it down. Cool. So, <laughs> oh, good, permanent. very good. It's permanent. He he put that on my. Yeah, you have record. to put it in now. When you write it <laughs> down, you have that. to put it in. No problem. We're talking yeah. pen to paper. Well, uh, Big Tuck, what's your under $5? So um, we talked a lot about like enter the battlefield effects. Um, and there's one in here that I like, but I think it's outclassed by a couple other ones. So I vote that we cut Elvish Hex Hunter, which is a, a Slesnia, or I'm sorry. Yes, a Slesnia, yep, yep. which is a green white hybrid for 1 1 Elf oh, Shaman. Okay. Uh, Slesnia, Tap, Sack, uh, Destroy Target Enchantment. So it's good. But I think it's it's out- good. It's good. But I think it's outclass. <laughs> I think it's outclassed by Night of the Autumn, um, and also uh, another one, Vithian Renegades, which both enter the battlefield and destroy something. Okay. Um. So I actually I'm gonna cut this for a card I love, and also is dropped in price. Uh, it's an enchantment, so greater good. Oh yeah. So Selesnia, I don't know if it has this problem, but traditionally Selesnia has some problem drawing cards, and this kind of gets a good engine going for you. Can and, confirm. And also feeds into the deck. So greater goods, two colorless, two green. Sack a creature, draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power, then discard three cards. So I think that greater good plays really well with this deck because you have all those enter the battlefield effects. Yeah. But a lot of times <laughs> there's no real way to sacrifice them outside of you know like you have a goblin bombardment. And a couple other ways to do it. This way, you have a free sack outlet that you can do in response to anything. You can draw cards. You can bend the lands you don't need. Keep that cycle going. Good board wipe protection. Keeps the keeps the train going. Um, and if it's a multicolored creature, you get it back to your hand. See, I just have a love hate relationship with this card because the whole discard three <laughs> cards. I'm not a fan of that. I know, but in this because that's, years... that's how I technically yeah. lost and decked myself. Well, when that's I your own fault. My but most people who play this <laughs> discarding discarding three cards is easy when you have 38 lands. Do you discard three lands? If it's late in the game, you discard a cultivate or one of your ramp spells. Yeah. So I think this deck has enough enough utility and enough things that are really good early game that maybe start losing their luster in the later game. That pitching three isn't going to be the end of the world. But being able to do that on instant speed, draw your cards, get your creatures back to your hand seems like it seems like it could do a lot for you. And I I would agree with you. Um, but I there are I, I feel like there's almost like two different ways of building this deck. Sure. Um, it one I, I kind of leaned heavier towards the wrath because I felt like that would affect the board a lot more. But there right. is more where you can do the greater good goblin. I did goblin bombardment, but you have those other yeah. free sack outlets. Uh, and if you have those, uh, that deck, I think you want to lower your curve way right. more than yeah. where I'm at. And so, like, with, with Greater Good, where I'm at right now, I, I would say, like, there aren't a ton where I want to be sacrificing them sure, and replaying right. them because they're they're higher. Because I'd be drawing, like, if I had, like, Hunt or Huntmaster, I'm right. drawing three, discarding three. Like, for me, that doesn't feel like it's as like the, good. Or maybe right. four, or, yeah, three. Like, um... But I think in the different version that I didn't go, this would have been right. perfect in there. Right, right, right. 
Basically, what he's saying is your your uh, pick wrong. is a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, you terrible, suck at life. Terrible pick. No. I don't know what I'm doing. Go, I don't go drink some toilet water. I don't know what I'm doing. We're just kidding, man. This could be a straight replacement for Goblin Bombardment. We're just messing. Like we're just messing with you. Cool. Well, Lowry, what's your under five dollar? Um. So, the card. That I want to add, I, I had it in an, originally, and I thought it was too dickheadish. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna like and, it. And, okay. And it also plays into the more like sack outlet route. Um, okay. And uh, so that would be Realm Razor. You guys know this one at all? I Ooh, do not. I don't think, I think so. You this, this card's under a dollar. It's like fifty-two cents or whatever. But it's three colorless, red, green, white. Oh my! It's a it's a four-two. And when it enters the battlefield, it exiles all lands from play. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Good God. And then when That's it dies, so mean. I have, when it dies, I have, I all think, lands come back into play. I got a little about that. And so, then it also uh, has a second line of text. Oh, no. We're not done yet. Yeah. So when, when it comes back into play, uh, all the lands come back into play tapped. Or when it dies, it, yeah. all the lands come back into play tapped. So if you're controlling your sack outlets a lot more like with greater good goblin bombardment, uh, like I have high market in there, sure. Um, then you can like erase everybody's lands for their turn goes all the way around. And right before you, it's your turn, you sacrifice <laughs> it to put all lands back into play and then you get to play your turn. And then I love play it. it. That's that's a dick that's card. Dick <laughs> card. <laughs> God. So I, I felt Naya, like Naya land destruction like control. <laughs> um, and and the card I would sacrifice or get out of there would be Sun Home Guild Mage. It just oh sure. It, it's pretty mana intensive and doesn't do a whole ton. It's it's more like a, a filler glue card just in case I'm getting shitted on. Right. Yep. Cool. That will be. You might be hearing about that here in a little bit. So, <laughs> well, uh, so that's gonna wrap up our under five dollars, guys. Now we're gonna head over to the under fifty. I'm gonna talk about a card that your podcast just did a giveaway for. Uh, I'm Ooh. gonna recommend we cut Talisman of Unity for the Great Hinge. Oh uh, yeah. Don't know why you wouldn't put it in here. It's perfect. It's so much better than the Talisman. Uh, that Talisman produces Silencia, green or white. So you're only losing the white. Right. Uh, most likely, Great Hinge is only gonna cost double Two. green. Yep. And the Great Hinge guys, technically the whole thing of text is it costs seven colorless green green for a legendary artifact. And then it says this spell costs X less to cast where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So as you've heard, he has a lot of biggies in here. Uh, most likely this thing will only cost two. But then it taps, add two green mana. So it replaces the mana that right, you just spent to cast it. You gain two life. Then it also reads, whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on it and draw a card. So yeah. this is going to add your card draw that Big Tuck initially was like, okay, maybe greater good will kind of give you a little right. bit of the card draw on top of the sack outlet. So you're going to get a little bit of that. You're going to be getting a little bit of life gain because I, I think as you've kind of alluded to, once people kind of see how this works, they're kind of coming at you uh, because your, your deck is tuned really well. But then also, you're getting plus one, plus one counters on all the multicolored creatures as you replay them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's sitting right now at 1248. Um, I, I, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, I, I only see it going up in price. Probably. Um, yeah. This, this you know, card's I, amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's great. So. And I was going to actually cut Sunhome Guild Mage for this as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's bonkers in this deck. It's bonkers in any deck that cares about creatures yep. replacing itself. 
but uh, but you have cards. to be careful with it because you don't want to just put this in any creature deck, guys. You really want it in where you have a bigger creature sure. base. Agreed. Because Agreed. like a Reese the Redeem deck, where you <laughs> could maybe have Shut a up. six or seven power creature, it's more yeah, likely right. you're gonna have a one or a two power. So then this card for right. seven it's is a, not good. It's in a but it's in a bigger like go tall than go Correct. wide deck for sure, but. And most of those decks, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even put this in my Gearid deck because that's more go medium. My creatures are power four and five, and I don't know for four if this is worth it. I don't know. Draw, Especially drawing's pretty good. But like, it says whatever a non-token creature. Oh, yeah. No, no good. So, yeah, it's like I think this works really well in your dinosaur decks. Sure. This works really mm -hmm. good in your my, worm tribal. My new, my new Hydra tribal that your I Hydra that tribal. together. Yeah, sure. it definitely works good, good in those decks, so. Um, I I totally agree. This card would be amazing in this deck. I just have my one in another deck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and it just kind of blanked it's, on it. So tail uh, uh, as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, your, your cousin does make a billion proxies, and you do own a copy, so you could just I, proxy it in. Do you know how hard it is for me to get proxies from that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, he's must Dude, be the Scrooge like, hey, McDuck with proxies. You, you, I, you can ask me for anything, and I'll I'll make you a proxy. And I'm like, hey, how about this list? And he's like, I don't have time. Just like, <laughs> thanks, thanks, cuz. But then the next time you see him, it's been a weird week always. But then the next time I'm, you play I'm him, just he kidding. has like he, 50 he does new a really good job. I just, I, I try not to ask too much, and then like I do a bigger list, and then I, I so I, I'm. I clump them kind of together, like maybe every three months I do it. So yeah, right. yeah. What what you should do, and this would be hilarious as a Christmas gift. You should see if there's a place online that like kind of like word of the day toilet paper, but oh, proxy, proxy of the day toilet paper, <laughs> and you give that to him as a gift. So every time he goes and uses the bathroom, it's like, oh god, I got to make Larry yeah, this proxy. Now. <laughs> <laughs> proxy of the day calendar. Here we go. That'd <laughs> be funny. Um, all right. Well, uh, Lowry, what's your under fifty? Um, so my under 50 is, would be an experimental card, uh, because it, I don't think it would affect enough cards in this deck, but it totally intrigues me. This would be painter's servant. Ooh, oh, okay. Okay. So there's two colorless scarecrow. And what it does is when it comes into play, you name a color and all cards like in your library in your graveyard and your hand and play become that color. Yep. And so it makes every spell you have multicolored if you choose like black or blue. Oh. Um, and and it adds a color for something uh to add more um uh shoot. Uh what is Night of New Alara? So that gives like oh, plus yeah, one that plus one. So that would pump that if for Hero Precinct one, that would make your monocolored spells multicolored, and it could really twist a lot of really kind of a cool way i think i would have to gear a, it a little bit more right yeah um but but i think it'd be a really interesting card to test in this kind of deck because what it does is it doesn't take away colors it just overlaps very similar right. to uh urborg tomb of yagmoth it doesn't yep. change all right. lands into swamps it also makes them swamps makes your Fabor older tap for four exactly yeah so like it has a lot of little benefits in the deck that could be really cool and then also you can just add the instant wind of grindstone in there too, where you just mill oh, sure, somebody sure. out. So I like I, I think it's a really interesting card that could be in this deck. Uh, 
but it, it would have to change you'd quite have to, a bit. Yeah, you'd have to build around it a little bit more. And it's yeah. fresh off the unbanning, so that's yeah, also and, exciting. And because exactly, of this, yeah. we can't have uh, Iona anymore, so Yay. thank you. <laughs> uh, so what card are you cutting for that? Or would you think uh, you would cut? I, I would end up cutting Gerard Weatherlight Hero. Oh, I love this I know, card. It's, it's one of Mr. Combo's faves. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I, I, I like it in here um, because... It's nice redundancy if if people are picking on Rien. Sure, sure. But the the I don't I hate having dead cards in my hand as well. Yeah. And so I feel like if Rien's in play, it just isn't. I don't want to play it. And so it's sure, something right. that actually sticks out to me. It's like that's eh, not always good. To and whereas this would could be again interesting if you build build around it yeah but see the other negative to this with what this deck's trying to do is that he does exile himself so it's yeah. a one one shot pony and honestly if that's purely all it's going to be you might i mean granted it's nowhere near the same budget but you might as well pay one mana less and just go with the fairy's protection that would yeah. just be way better than right. this so cool well uh that's gonna wrap up under 50 bucks guys now we're gonna head over to the personal recommendations I am going to recommend we cut uh, your Titanic Ultimatum. Uh, I'm mm. also cutting that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to recommend that we the add double. the biggest of boys, Zakama Primal oh, Calamity. Zakama! Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is 16 bucks. So Oof. it's not, not yeah, but it's, it, I guess it did kind of go up a little bit over the summer. It used to only be 10 uh, so it's six colorless Naya, red, green, white. It's a legendary creature, elder dinosaur, nine, nine, nine. Uh, it has so many abilities. So I'm going to read all of its, what I would consider irrelevant abilities. And then it's good one. Cause I think that mm-hmm. the, the better of the, the four or five, I guess, um, it really fits in with, especially how you've described this deck. So first thing is it has vigilance, reach, trample. Seems pretty good. Right. Then it has three activated abilities. All of them cost two colorless and then either red, green, or white, depending on which ability you do. Zakama deals three damage to target creature. That's the one with red. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. That's the one with green. And white, you gain three life. Not bad. But the reason I think it would work great in this deck is because it says (laughs) when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap all lands you control. Well, you've already talked about how you get a pile of mana in this deck. You've already talked about how you are going to have things potentially die, cast them again during other people's turns with your Ori and different flash effects. So being able to basically play him for free, or if you have some of your double mana producers, you know, your your bounce lands, things like that, you're even getting more mana out of it. And then eventually when you get that guy as cradle, it taps for even more (laughs) mana. Uh, I, I just think you're going to net more to where basically he's a free spell. Plus, you get to cast one of your other big multicolored creatures. And then when he dies, it's not a big deal. I'll put him right back to my hand. And then if it does get late game where it's like, gosh, you know, they've they've dealt with my trickery. I can't really do a whole lot of that anymore. Well, for three mana, you can just start blowing up the world, whether that's artifact enchantments, bolting people to death. Or if you need to gain that life because you're at two or three because you did get picked on, maybe I'll gain a bunch of life. So I think it does (laughs) a lot of different directions. um, And I think for... Basically, two more mana, you're getting more flexibility than that one-shot pony with that card. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting uh, to look at. Uh, <laughs> all, I just picked one, uh, I just picked uh, one up on the card sphere in the last like month. I, okay. I think that'll be really fun. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be something to, you know, throw in. Because, I mean, I think we did a Bruise and Builds episode, it might have been like a month or two ago, where I gave Big Tuck a Bitter Blossom, a Jace the Mind Sculptor to try oh, out. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, I can't even, what deck was that? Ninjas. Ninjas. Yeah. Uh, to, to give it a oh, shot. Sure. It's always fun to kind of slide uh, in. Um, and... I think he played like a game with it. Or I got two. a Jason. He so got that a Jace. Fun. Yeah, but <laughs> then he immediately yanked him out. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, Big Tuck, what's your recommendation? So I'm also gonna t- cut Titanic Ultimatum. Okay. We're kind of the same thing. It's just kind of a one shot deal. It's a big juicy car- target for negates, right? Yeah. Um, so I think in this deck, and once it's in your graveyard, you're probably not gonna be able to get it back easily without jumping through some hoops. So I thought that there was another multicolored creature who's one of my personal favorites. Uh, I run her in a piles of decks. So Aurelia, the war leader. Oh yeah. So two mm-hmm. colorless, two red, two white, three, four blind vigilance haste. When she attacks for the first time each turn, untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. So this is a same sort of idea where this is going to hopefully win you the game, get mm-hmm. you a lot of attack steps, swinging a lot of damage, but when she gets killed, because she's gonna, you get her back <laughs> and you get to cast her again. Plus she has haste. So even if someone wastes a removal, well, quote unquote waste, even if someone does use a removal on this, unless it's like a path to exile yep. or one of those exile effects, you're going to get her back. And since she has haste to begin with, you're just going to play her again next turn and just do the same thing over and over again. So I know she's kind of a utility card. She's kind of a workhorse. She's in a gazillion decks. But I just think in this deck in particular, because she's multicolored, she's going to do tons of work. I Yeah, I love Aurelia. Um, it's... It's such a fun card, and it just comes out of nowhere. Right. Uh, I, I think that's uh, something to really consider there. I agree. And Or you can cut it. Like, I mean, I think that there's a lot of utility creatures and stuff like that that you could probably nix out, too. Yeah, if I'm, you not, I'm not getting to. rid of uh, Titanic, Titanic Ultimate. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like it. So, all right. So. Well, uh, what is your personal recommendation? Okay, I'll, I'll start off with what I'm going to cut real quick. Uh, sure. Xenagos the Reveler for the Planeswalker. Oh, oh I interesting. Card. Yeah, that's one of our favorites. I I do really like it as well because it's a huge mana um, ability yeah. and gives you the multicolored tokens. But it's uh, the card that I want is to put in. It's super expensive, and but it can throw a Mo. ton of <laughs> tokens down right away. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of Hazazon? Uh, Tamar? Tamar? Yeah, I actually yeah. thought about doing that one and I was like, yeah. eh, I don't yeah, know. Hazazon Lose- Tamar is incredible. Yeah. If it yeah. has well, tokens, I'm listening. Well, I don't think you're going to pay for this yeah. one. Well, read what the card is. <laughs> this is, it's either the most expensive legend or the second most expensive legend. So, like, for a commander, it is, you know, top two. It's out of, it's out of legends. Uh, what it does is it's four green, white, uh, red. When it comes into play, it creates like sand tokens. X one one sand warrior tokens. Yeah, yeah. For as many land as you have. Oh, and, and those they, tokens are red, green, and yep. white. Yep. Exactly. So they're multicolored cr- creatures or tokens that come into play. You get as many as you get lands. So it's just like an army in a can, very similar to Avenger of Zendikar, but it's all multicolored. Like again, sure. Knight of New Alara. They're four fours. Like. It could be really cool in this deck. And also the little trick with that is if you have those sack outlets right there that right. can happen at instant speed. Um the with his trigger. The on trick the is, stack, is if yeah. Hazazon leaves play, all those sand tokens leave. But while it's on the stack, if you sacrifice it, the tokens stay. Yep. Right. And then you get that back into your hand with Renee. 
and then you can Real replay good. it again and just over and over get and a over. huge army. But, this is funny. I thought about looking at this for an MTG Action News a while back, but I never looked at the price. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100, 150, 150 bucks, sir. I think that so, would have blown yeah. the squeeze weatherlight report budget for the entire <laughs> yeah. year. <laughs> And uh, no. I, I should I should point out with your with uh, Renee only has 133 decks on EDH rack, so there's only that that's pretty oh it's pretty low. low. It's yeah. I think this is actually really really good um, as a deck being aggressive and controlling the board. So he's on. So I thought. In that drunken rampage, when you said you got me an expensive one, oh, I just had seen this guy. I was like, wow, did Sean read my mind? So <laughs> I was a little disappointed when I opened the Marchesa, but evidently not not disappointed enough to throw up out of being too excited. So <laughs> Jesus. Which we don't need to go into again. Again. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the bottle capping, guys. You know, Larry, before we kind of go into the a- exit credits, uh, any last thoughts or things on your deck? You know, I, again, like I said, I think there are two different ways to make this deck. And um, for me personally, we'll get in, into it during Action News, but um, this allows you to really control the board. And I think you become like the annoying player. It's actually very similar to a control deck. You're fighting creatures, you're destroying artifacts and enchantments. Um, you're able to always get those cards back. And it's really resilient as long as you can keep your commander on board. So make sure if anybody wants to go out there and try and try their hand with this deck is make sure that you have enough protection for Renee. So, but I think it's really fun. Um, and again, you're not going to see it out in the wild a whole ton. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun deck. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. This is this was really fun and really cool to go with you. It's yeah, a very cool. Build. Um, I, it definitely seems like a deck where you're not going to have a whole lot of dead turns. You're always yeah, going to have stuff something to, to do. do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that some EDH decks just get plagued with, where it's just like I play, I'm done. I have nothing else to do. I might as well just sit on my phone until it's my next right. upkeep. Um, and this seems like something like, oh, I'm paying attention. I can do things. And it's almost like you have that blue effect. Yeah, it's very, very, always very, it's very interactive. interactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not a dick because right. you're not playing blue. Because <laughs> you're, you're not playing <laughs> not that one. Unless you're not you playing exile exile all lands. their lands. Yeah, God. <laughs> Here, cool. Here's a question for you guys, though. Like, did did this deck change your mind at all about Renee Angel of Rebirth? Yeah, I think I think a so. Bit, yeah. yeah, I mean the problem we've talked about this before. Naya is just not. I personally, and I think we've talked about Naya is not like my favorite wedge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and you even have like Marathon here, uh, who I think is like the most interesting commander. Um. Even though it's super overpowered. Um. But I think like making a making a Naya deck that is more interactive, that is kind of like a controlly deck that has yeah. stuff to do as opposed to just playing like I'm gonna play a million tokens and then play uh. What's, try for the yeah, horse. try for the hordes or Beastmasters <laughs> Ascension or anything like that. So um, I'm still I'm just not a huge fan of these colors. But if I was gonna build <laughs> if I was gonna build a deck, this would be the kind of deck I totally would build. Yeah, if I, I didn't already build Marath, that's a whole. Nother because story. I think what uh, Rian does very well is the same thing that Feather does very well about breaking the boros. Yeah, right. High where it's yes. more spell slingery. Yep. This is more of a almost graveyard yeah, reanimator right, right. matters. Mm-hmm. And that's not traditionally what you see from Naya. So it's like if you are kind of doing your path to 32 and you don't want to just build tokens and go mid, wide, or tall, right. this is a way to like, oh, let me do some kind of graveyard what's, shenanigans. What's your Naya? Did we talk about it? My Gerard. The yeah, Conclave. Yeah, Conclave. Oh, guy. right, right. Oh, Gerard. that's coming up on yeah. the that's coming up that's on the, the debate. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Actually, and actually with us airing this episode, this will be a good segue. 
Uh, hey guys, you know, uh, thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about the giveaway by our sponsor, Level One Gaming. We're gonna be giving away a Big Tut God of Brews Woo! EDH deck. To enter, it's extremely simple. Uh, share a beverage on Twitter with the hashtag not sharing with Adam uh, deal. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you can also help promote the podcast and the website. Uh, you'll get an entry for all the interactions you do with us on social media. We're going to announce the winner on uh, MTG Action 4 News January 7th and social media soon after. And yes, I know what you're thinking. We'll be doing a giveaway each month. It could be a sweet deck like this or a sweet card. Really just depends on what our sponsor, Love One Gaming, provides. Uh, but you know what? You can also leave us some feedback on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on uh, if we totally suck it's the commander smith's fault not ours uh, but <laughs> it's because it's because i haven't been drinking that's DJ all Khaled, I, I, we it improves everything it's your soberness yeah it's exactly uh, but you know what if, drum tuck if you did enjoy it love some feedback back, uh, get, give us a star review uh, that kind of helps with the algorithmish things. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us and also find more ways to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for that five. Big Tuck, where can they reach you? This may be the last episode that you can. Mm, yeah. So, you can. Yeah. Uh, hashtag you Big can. Tuck on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, www.cmdtower.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. Basically, type in Charlie Maverick Delta Tower. You'll find us. Uh, Lowry, where can the our listeners engage with you and your podcast and everything the Commander Smiths do? Uh, you know what? We're on Twitter at the the Commander Smiths, and me and uh, my co-host Adam, we we both kind of are on there. So uh, you can always email us at commandersmiths at gmail dot com uh, for any questions. We are always willing to help out anything. Uh, it, and we actually so to start out the our show, we do a song. So if you want to tell us to sing any song uh, mm -hmm. and change it into magic or the podcast, we do that too. We just try and have fun. If you want to work um, with me on some remixes, and, let's get together. <laughs> and Collab. you can find us on any major platform, uh, you know, Apple. We're, we're out of Podbean. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, so just uh, give us a shout. If you didn't like me, uh, my cousin's <laughs> a lot uh, cooler. So uh, give him a try. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cool, cool. Uh, if you want to engage our awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee? Oh, as Mr. Combo would say, you can reach me at www.richchaosrecords.com. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records, or you can communicate with me, Dear Squee, at Dear Squee. And I and he had a piece of wheat in his mouth for that entire segment. So. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 like how, I like how you started with like the 1920s like newspaper yeah. guy, like what I was trying to do, and then you went into straight like hillbilly. Uh, you're, you're giving people from the Midwest a bad look. I'm from Kansas. What do you want me to do? Uh, he does music, <laughs> podcasts, and he does have a full studio. So if you are in the KC metro area or traveling in, you can definitely book a session with him. Or if you're remote, you can just email files over the interwebs. I think the internet can do that things. I don't know. It's I'm still on AOL. Of, it's a series, a series of tubes. Of tubes. <laughs> Al Gore nailed it. You nailed it. Um, but you know what? If you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gaming.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so you, they know that you came from the collective. They also have a Facebook with a bunch of sweet events happening in the KC Mentor area, like the CMD Tower debate, which is actually happening tomorrow, December 28th. Squee McGee and I will be squaring off and who has the best populate commander with Big Tuck moderating. It's Squee, don't worry about it. 
Yeah, I've already won the one. I've already won the one-on-one matchup, so oh, it doesn't oh, matter. Just, just one. Uh, just one. So we will be supplying pizza, and after the debate, the re- uh, recording, all three of us will actually have booster packs as a bounty system. Beat us in an EDH game, and bam, you win a pack of cards. Plus, we're actually gonna have a special guest attending tomorrow. Uh, we got Ultra Budget Brews from EDH Rec. He's gonna stop into the shop probably uh, after the actual debate, but he's gonna participate in the bounty system as well. So you, uh, you know, come talk to some of the content creators. Uh, you could talk about how we have a trash podcast. It's great. It's perfect. Uh, you know, that that's what we need going, leaving <laughs> one, this year and going if, into the if next If one person <laughs> comes, we'll be excited to see 20% of our listeners. So always, always good to see you out there. Um, and of course, we want to give a big thank you to Pink Royal, the now disbanded yeah. Pink Royal, for the music provided in all of our episodes. So closing comments, Lowry, any last thoughts? Uh, thanks so much for having me on. It's been a blast. Uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully working with you guys in the future. Absolutely, cool, likewise. Sure. Big Tuck. Same here, man. This was a lot of fun. So thanks for thanks for bringing an exciting new Naya deck for us to to look at. Yeah, and uh, like I mentioned at the start, the top of the hour off. Thank you guys for basically making us happen because we wouldn't be here without you. There it is. So anyway, guys, see you later. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.